It is Monday, April 19th here in Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to the 32nd Quick Hit Pod in our Dynasty Prospects Scouting Report series. I'm your host, Matt Schauf. With me, as always, is Jared Smola. You can now find 38 rookie scouting reports on DraftSharks.com. Every single one of those is free for you to read, and they will keep coming right up until the NFL Draft. You can check out every one of these accompanying podcasts by subscribing to the Draft Sharks YouTube channel or any of our podcast feeds. The focus today is on Ole Miss tight end Kenny Yaboa. He played football and basketball in high school in Pennsylvania. On the gridiron, Yaboa played receiver and cornerback, had a 72-1160 yard, 14-touchdown receiving line as a receiver as a senior. Also had five interceptions as a cornerback on defense that year. He even served as the kicker and punter for that team in high school. Just a two-star recruit, though, as a receiver heading into college. Chose Temple among just two scholarship offers. The only other one was Old Dominion at the FBS level. So not a high-level FBS offer for Yaboa. Landed at Temple under then-head coach Matt Rule, who moved him to tight end. Yaboa redshirted after one game in 2016. And then Matt Rule left for Baylor after that season. Over the next three years, Yaboa caught 14, 13, and 19 passes for the Temple Owls. Then as a graduate transfer after that 2019 season, He originally planned to rejoin Rule at Baylor, but then, of course, Matt Rule accepted the head coaching job for the Carolina Panthers. Yaboa switched to Ole Miss, spent his final season there, did not have to sit out a year because he was a graduate transfer. The numbers weren't huge in his one season for the Rebels, 27 receptions, 524 yards, six touchdown catches, but he did tie for second on the team in receptions. He ranked second on the team in yards, ranked third in touchdowns in an Elijah Moore-dominated passing offense at Ole Miss. Those numbers also came in just seven games before Yaboa opted out of the final three. He also left another game early with an with an injury in the groin hip flexor area and played through that injury in one other game before opting out the rest of the way. So first of all, I've been singing Flintstones all morning because Yaboa makes me think of Yabba Dabba Doo for whatever reason. I mean, concerning that Yaboa didn't do much in the box score until he was, what, a, a fifth-year senior, the 2020 season, I mean, it was pretty impressive. Though. I mean, he had some big games. He went for five catches, 91 yards, and a score against Florida. He went for seven catches, 181 yards, and two touchdowns against Alabama. Averaged 19.4 yards per catch. Um, his 2.25 yards per route run was third best among all qualifying tight ends last year, that according to Pro Football Focus. But again, you know, it came as an older fifth-year senior. Um, the injuries you mentioned, I think, are a concern, too. He had the 2020 growing hip flexor thing. 2019 hamstring injury and then he hurt his hamstring at his pro day and you know we didn't get a 40 time on him because of that hamstring injury so I think durability is a bit of a concern here too I agree so it's not setting up as an overly optimistic projection here but let's check the tape to see what we get from here Kevin has a full breakdown on the video side I think there's solid athleticism to adjust for catches outside his frame Yaboa shows there's smooth transition I think from catch to run especially for a tight end there's decent speed. He's not electric. I think you, you saw a couple of long balls against Alabama in that big game that you mentioned. There were also some touchdowns that were schemed to him. I saw at least two that where he like popped through on a run fake and just you know got to the end zone before everybody else and had the ball lobbed over the line to him. He, he's active and willing as a blocker, but he's probably not ready to be a force a, like a meaningful level of blocking reps 
in the NFL. And then there's a problem with drops with Yaboa. Yeah, 13 drops on 87 career catchable targets, according to PFF, a 15% dropper. I mean, I think for starters, there's not a lot of film on this guy we can look at. You know, again, he did very little. And even last year, you know, he wasn't like a, a big time volume guy. Kevin pointed out in his article that Yaboa is the exact same height, weight, and has the exact same arm length as Eric Ebron's. You know, that kind of gives you a feel for, you know, what he is size wise. Played a little over 50% of his snaps last year. They're in the slot or out wide. So, you know, Ole Miss was looking to get him the ball. More in the passing game. I, I'm with you. I thought he was like okay as a blocker. He wasn't a disaster, but he, he's you know definitely not a plus blocker at this point. Good straight line speed. I thought you know not elite, but you know he has he has long legs. He has that you know those long strides. He just kind of eats up ground. Doesn't look like he's running that fast, but he, he has pretty good speed for a tight end. Um, you know, I, I saw him convert one contested catch opportunity against Alabama. That's the only chance he had among the, the games that we have on him. I didn't see much in the way of route running, though. He doesn't look like he's the most agile guy. So I, I think, you know, the selling point is the size and the decent speed. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is everything's all right, but nothing's awesome. And I think that's where the blocking is a little bit more of a concern and where the drops are a little bit more of a concern. We've talked about it with some of the wideouts who have, you know, drops questions. I think it's more worrisome with Yaboa because – you know, he's not a spectacular blocker. He probably needs to get stronger, even though he's already 23 and was in college for five years. So how is he getting onto the field and then staying there if he's not a reliable receiver? I think you put that all together with multiple day three draft projections. For me, he just doesn't look all that intriguing as a dynasty rookie draft target. I mean, took a while to get going in college, as I mentioned. I think that it looks like the ceiling on him is probably like a, a solid to good number two tight end in the NFL, something yep. like a Cameron Brait type role, which could be fine, but it's not a whole lot of upside for a fantasy outlook. Yeah. I mean, I got the, the best things I can say about his fantasy potential is that I, I do think if he makes it in the NFL, it'll be as a catch first tight end, which is what we want. I think again, you know, he has a decent combination of size and speed, but you know, it's not, it's not elite. It's not, you know, it's not going to get him on the field immediately as a pro, I don't think. And then, yeah, you factor in the fact that he's older. Um, you know, he, he doesn't have good college production. Just it, to me, it, you know, makes him a long shot. Probably, you know, not not someone worth a pick in Dynasty rookie drafts outside of maybe like your last pick in FFPCs. We'll see, you know, where he goes in the NFL draft. Maybe the league is higher on him than we are. Yeah. So head over to DraftSharks.com now. You can read Kevin's full scouting report on Kenny Yaboa. While you're there, you can check out 37 other prospect scouting reports that we've already posted. Check back for more right up until the NFL draft. And we'll have our initial rookie rankings for DS Insiders that week of the draft. So be sure to look out for those. As I mentioned, the prospect scouting reports are all free to read. You're going to have to lock in your DS Insider access, though, to see the rookie rankings both before and after the NFL draft. You're going to need your insider access, too, to see our 2021 projections. Those are live. They're on the site, ready to help you draft in best ball leagues right now, where you should be getting your rookies before they land with NFL teams and start moving up in ADP. You can also find us on Twitter. We are at DraftSharks. Jared is at SmolaDS. I am at ShoutDS. That's S-C-H-A-U-F. For Jared Smola and the rest of the DraftSharks crew, I'm Matt Shafsan. Thanks so much for swimming with us.